Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Demon Land podcast, a weekly podcast about the greatest football team in the world. Uh, my name is Andy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. Uh, good evening, Andy, and good evening to all the listeners out there. Uh, not only the greatest football club in the world, but the oldest football club in the world. I that think it... we sometimes forget just how um, how magnificent our heritage is uh, across world sport. So is that true? Is it, uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard that thrown out a lot, but I've never actually done any research. Are we the oldest uh, continuing yeah, football club? Yeah, there's a... I can't remember which club it is. Um, uh, one of the European... Either, I think one of the European football sides was formed in 1859, which is a year obviously after us. So uh, I think technically we are the oldest um, oldest football club in the world. So they say we're the oldest football club. Um, was there no one else that joined us at the time? Who were we playing at that time? <laughs> I, think, I think Geelong um, might have been around the same time. And if, I think they might have officially formed a year or two later. Yeah. Um, but I've just uh, done a very quick Google search and it's saying here Notts County um, were formed in 1862, but that's a list of football clubs in England and Wales. Um, no, we don't count uh, rugby, so uh, yes, <laughs> we'll take the uh, we'll take the uh, oldest football club. Um, yes, uh, I'll take hold that. that. Oh, it might actually right. be Sheffield. All right. Well. Um, do we need to go back and restart the uh, podcast to, uh, yes. <laughs> to make sure with, yeah. a, with a Perhaps fourth and a half? Up, uh, shouldn't have opened up such a can of worms <laughs> yes. at the beginning. We're going to have people writing into us, uh, you know, from Sheffield, uh, you know, telling <laughs> yeah. us, uh, yeah, I want a retraction uh, because uh, we are, you are not the oldest football club in the world, but we are the oldest AFL football club or VFL as it was at the time. Uh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. We'll take so let's, uh, let's leave it at that, shall we? All right, we will do that. If, if anyone wants to call the show, and you can call us any time. Uh, the first few uh, episodes, we had lots of people calling in. Um, and, yeah, we really do want to hear other people's opinions, you know. Um, uh, we can talk all night, but it's good to hear other Demon Landers and their opinions and wh- how they saw the game, a different point of view. Um, so if you would like to call, uh, two ways you can do it, and you can call any time, uh, 03-9016-3666, or you can Skype us, uh, Demonland31. So any page you go on to Demonland now, uh, you'll be able to see those phone numbers and those ways to contact us. So yeah, um, if you're listening to us live, um, give us a call. And if you're not listening to us live, please do listen to us live. We're usually on Every Wednesday night at 8.30pm this week, we are on Tuesday night because uh, I have something on tomorrow night. So we've just been flexible, which we can do here. Um, But It might have thrown some of our listeners. I'm just looking, the chat room's very quiet. Uh, We've usually got a bit of a gathering in there, but um, perhaps, uh, perhaps people are busy doing other things or listening and otherwise engaged. And I can just clarify what we opened with. According to Wikipedia, Sheffield um, Football Club, which is obviously an English football club, they count themselves as the oldest football club in the world, um, having been formed in uh, uh, in 1857. 
And is According that uh, that's soccer? So is that, that soccer? Sort of, that's soccer. Okay. Yes. Yep. So that would predate us by a year, but um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, we're not going to count that. So um, <laughs> we're we are, we're here to talk about the greatest game in the world, and that is uh, AFL football. And we took that greatest game to uh, another part of Australia, and that is the Red Centre. And um, yes, what a what a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde uh, kind of a night uh, that was. Um, I don't know about you, but I was uh, sort of midway through that third quarter. I was uh, ready to turn the TV off. Um, I don't often do that, but I was very frustrated. And I, I was reading Demon Land at the time, and I wasn't the only person that was considering or had already turned off the TV. Yeah, it was, a, as you say, it was a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde game. And it's funny because even in the first half, we had patches where I thought we were going okay. Yeah. We restricted them all right for most of the first quarter when they had the wind and um, even sort of, you know, had quite a bit of play in the second but couldn't couldn't put it together on the scoreboard. Um, uh, and then, of course, you know, it, uh, the game just broke open midway through that third quarter and uh, uh, we dominated from there. But... Um, there were definitely patches in the first half where we looked lifeless and listless and uh, the players just looked really sluggish and uh, not interested, basically. So uh, it was a funny game, but yeah. not in a uh, not in a ha-ha kind of way. Yeah, it, it was like I thought, um, and I'm not sure if we were doing it to ourselves or they were doing it, but our, our forward line was so congested and we were getting it into our forward line quite a bit. And as you said, we couldn't score. And part of that was because it was so congested and you, you have a look at later on in the game when we sort of were playing, we were playing a two man forward line and we had, you know, all the players coming off the half back line. And I think that must've been a bit of a tactic to sort of relieve the congestion of our forward line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were times where it just didn't work, did it? Um, and uh, kicking in long and high, um, you know, just favoured the Gold Coast defenders and they, you know, had an absolute day out. Well, part of a day out, I suppose. Um, uh, you know, we were able to sort of shake things up after half time. But, um, uh, yeah, look, the makeshift forward line, it just continues to get its job done. Um, despite sort of the dysfunction that we see, even for different sort of stretches of, of the one game, um, uh, we can score and score quickly. We've seen that in, in sort of almost every game, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I guess probably now is the time to sort of talk about, um, you know, in particular our, um, our ability, you know, you just said how we, we have the ability to score quickly and uh, rapidly Um and get back into the game, but why are we having that need to do that? Why aren't we starting the game off like that? What? Um... Well, we've made a habit of becoming the comeback kids, basically. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think in. I think we've been behind by about four goals or more in eight of the ten games we've played. Well, I think, from memory, only Geelong and Richmond are the only games where we've sort of been in the lead. 
I think the rest of them, we've come back, haven't we? Came back against St Kilda. Yep. Well, came back against Carlton. Someone started a thread on Demonland, and I actually like what they were saying. In, well, I don't like... <laughs> I sort of agreed with what they were saying. I don't like it, but um, the thread was our starts, our game plan, and fearless footy. And I'll just read the, the first post... Um, because it's, it's quite relevant to this topic. Um, our total first quarters this year have been 157 points for and 253 points against. That's a, that's a 100-point differential, um, you know, for against. <laughs> um, yep. And it's a real problem. And as much as you will hear that it is between the ears and that we are not switched on, um, Fat Tony's theory, Fat Tony is the original poster of this thread, his theory is that um, it is to do more with our game style. And the way he interprets that, our, our game plan is that it is to control the ball at the stoppages, uh, going backwards by handball until we can hit up a short kick. This usually costs us a good 50 metres in territory uh, from the initial stoppage and requires a good half dozen handballs. The other key tenant to our game plan is being bold in going for kicks into the centre corridor, trying to pinpoint through the opposition zone. Both strategies are sound if our skills are good enough, but are coming unstuck early in the game when the opposition pressure is high in Fat Tony's opinion, uh, we should be much more willing to kick to a contest early in the game, particularly out of stoppages, but also down the line from defence. Then once the game has opened up and the opposition pressure on the ball reduces, we can revert to try and play our fearless footy style. Um, does any of that sort of resonate with you, that the fact that you know when it's really intense and the pressure's up early in the game, when there's fresh players and bodies and everything out there, um, that maybe our style um, that's coming unstuck um, because of that pressure. Yeah, the caveat, though, with that is that we've got a makeshift team at the moment that's yep. extremely short on talls. Yes, um, so the contest. So kicking yeah. to the contest or kicking down the line or whatever mm -hmm. it may be, we're going to lose those contests generally at the moment because, uh, you know, Max and Jesse are out. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I sort of agree with the like our, uh, the way we play. It's it's working well sort of later in the game, um, you yeah. know, when, when when the opposition's a bit tighter. But it's sort of not working in the beginning. But I don't. Yeah, as you said, I don't know if the uh, you know to fix that you you got to go along to a contest. Contest. Uh, maybe there's some other way around it. But yeah, I mean, the initial thought early in the season was that we were we had a good handle on controlling the pace of the game. So. We're able to slow it down with stoppages. I guess we saw this probably to best effect against Adelaide, where we're able to completely sort of shut play down uh, when they wanted to move the ball. Uh, and yet, you know, when we had it, we're able to open things up and, and sort of get moving quickly. So I think, you know, it's a mix and match of those styles, um, probably that Goodwin's aiming for. And it's, you know, you're... You deploy option A um, when you're in situation, sort of, you know, the situation that calls for that and, and so on. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see more once we've got, you know, they're just two players, Max and Jesse, um, but they they change the structure and the way you play, surely. Um, so, yeah, we'll know more once they're both back on deck.
and hopefully that's going to be soon. Well, we can talk about that a bit later on because uh, it could be sooner rather than later, particularly now that we've got that week off. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Maybe we'll just talk for now about some of the perform individual performances um, uh, in this game. And, you know, it was a game of, of two halves, but uh, the one name that sticks out to me, particularly in the second half, and sort of uh, a lot of the reports I read was this player uh, willed almost the team back into contention and that is Nathan Jones and he had a fantastic uh, game and it was sort of he was the catalyst to uh, us getting back into the game and um, yeah I think he kicked uh, three goals himself so yeah he's having a he's having a great year and I think he's um, relishing the opportunity not to be the focal point in our midfield as he has been for the last decade and you know he's sort of allowing him to play in the middle out of the middle, sort of on the wing, off half back, and yeah. Uh, look, he was he was great the other day, as you say. Willed uh, willed us back into the contest, and then uh, and then beyond uh, beyond Gold Coast, and um, uh, yeah, look, he's having a pretty good year, isn't he? Yeah, um, he is. There were those sort of patches in games where he was copping it up a bit, and some of our senior players have done that. Uh, this year, including uh, Jordan Lewis again the other night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Jonesy was BOG for mine. Yeah, um, like Jonesy, he ha- has had a few games where his disposal was just terrible, but uh, it's never to the point where you'd say, uh, see you later, Jonesy, go f- go back to the res. He's, you know, he's just so important to the team. And Saturday night was, uh, you know, Example number one. Yeah, and his leadership gets questioned on Demon Land every now and then, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, well, not every now and then, pretty much every time <laughs> yeah. we lose. People are like, well, there's no leadership and Jones is no good. And, um, you know, I think there's there's been more than uh, – there's been plenty more games other than just the other night where, uh, where Jones has been integral to the victory. So, well, uh, this game, um, the game against we've seen, Adelaide. We've seen that before. The game against Adelaide as well. He was sort of integral to getting us, uh, you know, sort of started again, jump starting yep. us. Um, now, just one thing, yep. and this will be the last, um, the last comment on that topic. George on the outer says in the chat room that he doesn't <laughs> think Sheffield exists anymore, and I think technically he's right because there are two uh, Sheffield clubs Sheffield playing Wednesday. English football: Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United. So. Uh, Sheffield on its own um, doesn't really exist anymore. So maybe we are indeed the oldest continuous club in uh, uh, on the planet. Well, there anyway, you, there that's, you go. that's that. Continuity uh, is key. Um, while we're talking about individuals, yep. I'm, I don't know whether it's quite a serving of humble pie yet, but mm-hmm. um, we're getting close to it perhaps. Um, and the closer we get, the better. Um I've got to put my hand up. I'm not a believer in James Harms, mm-hmm. and I haven't been a believer in uh, Alex Neil Bullen. We've spoken about yep. them both before uh, pretty regularly on the uh, show throughout the year, but I thought both of them played arguably their best games um, for, for the club so far. Yep. I'll, add an- um, I'll add another name to, the, to that list, and I was going to bring up these three players in particular. Um, uh, Melksham as well probably had his yep. best game at the club. Of, he hasn't been at the Ds as long as the other two have, um, but I thought all three of them sort of showed uh, their best football, and hopefully going forward 
they can continue playing like that because obviously that's what the coach sort of sees in in them and um, Harms, you know, added to the scoreboard with three goals. Yep. Uh, Melksham was was great in defence, you know, he's hitting targets a lot better than he had been and, um, yeah, he showed that form that he was playing in the resis the last couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, and uh, Nibbler, who's been very good defensively all year, was able to get a bit of um, offence into his game and also hit the scoreboard, I think, in the last quarter and um, did, uh, you know, did more damage than... Uh, with his disposals than he's managed to do on previous occasions. So I thought he played a, a really good game. And uh, that's what you want from those guys at half forward. You want them hitting the scoreboard as well as putting the defensive pressure on. Yeah. So, um, you know, if Harms can sort of grab that position, yeah. um, he and Hannon and Petraka, when he's down there, they, they, they offer sort of great, um, they're great options as, as sort of medium Medium-sized forwards. Yeah, Hannon really, um, I, I think I said last week, I was almost ready for, for Hannon to sort of maybe take a rest in the, in the two, not a rest, but like to get some form in the twos. And last week, um, meaning the uh, Kangaroos game, he kicked three, he's kicked three again. He's really doing that medium forward uh, job and that's what he's in the team for. Um, sort of that job that Alex, uh, Alex uh, Aaron Vanderberg was doing getting those couple of goals a week and and so I mean that's really what we want. Um, he's, he knows how to be in the goal square at the well, right time, he's, doesn't he? He's, he's got the goal square. The top. He's got the goal square specialist, but yeah, that's where that's why he's in the team. So uh, shades of uh, Ricky Jackson. Yep. Um, he used to infuriate uh, opposition supporters by getting the uh, Joe the Goose over the top. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, he's in the right spot at the right time, not just uh, for those goals, but he's taken some He can take a mark as marks. well. He um, took a ripper on the weekend, uh, was nominated yep. uh, for mark of the year. I don't think he'll, he'll might not get it uh, this week, but uh, he really can take a hanger. And while we're talking about mark and goal of the week. And Harms is a good mark as well. Yes, he is. For his size. Um, while we're talking about mark and goal of the year, I was uh, surprised that um, Jeff Garlett... Um, wasn't nominated for for goal of the year. He had that that one sort of it was that sort little of, outside of the boot bender. Yeah, it's sort of almost an impossible uh, sort of uh, action to even kick that way and to then get a goal. Um, I thought it was worthy of a nomination, and particularly when I saw what else was uh, sort of up for. Up for nomination. I was a bit disappointed he didn't get. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, on the I didn't shoulder. see what else. But it's good to see that he got uh, acknowledged by being selected in the team of the week. Yep, I think that's because, his second uh, nomination this year, um, and he deserves it. He's having a great year. He kicked five goals, four. Um, yeah, he could have really kicked a bag. Yeah, yeah um, I think it's his think most... he missed some easy shots early. It's his most possessions for the D's. I think even his most yep. possessions ever. Um, from what I've yeah, heard, it's only twenty-four. It's only twenty-four, right? but that's for that type of position. That's probably uh, what you can expect. He's not going to be a thirty uh, possession a game. No, I mean he, he sometimes kicks three goals off eight touches. Yeah, yeah. So, so. twenty-four touches. He had eight marks. Um, you know, four tackles, and and you know he's just his defensive work. And even if he doesn't get the yep. tackle, he's chasing and putting that pressure on just by chasing. So you know he might not get the the stat because he doesn't get the tackle, but, you know, his pressure is, is fantastic. He's having a great year, and I would 
I'll hazard to bet at this stage he'd be amongst the contenders for that small forward uh, All-Australian at the end of the year. He might not get it in the end because they lo- they love an Eddie Betts and Eddie Betts is going to win more games than, than he is. So... But he'll, yeah. be, he'll be in the mix. And look, Eddie's not to be sneezed at. Eddie's no, no, no. really, not, really one of the great forwards. I'm not, uh, nothing against Eddie, but, uh, yeah, but it's hard. There's no, yeah, and unfortunately, usually with the All-Australian, they put a second ruckman yeah. um, in that in that spot rather than a second small forward. Yeah. But, but he, he'll, uh, be, he'll be in the... Jeff is definitely uh, is in the conversation. He'll be in the squad at the end of the year, if he, uh, providing he continues with this form throughout the year. Um, yeah, well, he's on 25 goals already, mm-hmm. so... Um, he's on line for, for 50, um, and, yeah, let's yep. hope he gets there because, uh, you know, we sort of need that uh, small forward that's going to kick those goals because this year, um, you know, we, we you know we haven't had the, the key forward there, so we've, uh, you know, we've needed the all the smaller guys to sort of uh, pitch in, and he's doing a great job. Um who else was I going to focus on? Um, yes, also forward uh, player who's getting a lot of the ball, but not um, not harming the opposition with his uh, scoreboard pressure. And that's uh, Tommy Bug. Um, two weeks in a row, he's kicked seven point mm. well, seven points all up. Now you, I hear you go, mm, but um, are we liking the fact that he's at least getting the ball? He's taking the marks. He's he's there. It's just a matter of him. Learning to kick. What's your, what's your yeah, thoughts? Well, previously with his kick, goal kicking had actually been pretty good, yep. and that's not having looked at stats. That's just thinking. Yeah, I, I always thought he was mainly uh, um, mainly remembering the Hawthorne game last year where he kicked an important one in the last. But he's got that habit of finding a hole in the forward fifty and getting on his own and uh, getting that sort of short kick. So. Yes, you're right. He's getting in the right spots and just not finishing the work. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, he could have uh, from the seven shots, he should have had five goals too in you know over the two weeks or or thereabouts. So um, the, I mean, the question about Bug then sort of becomes, well, Salem's coming back this week, so but you Bug, know, Bug's being played in the forward line. Um, I mean, Salem, I think, has to come back in. But yeah, well, but then, we, then you've got that bug. conversation as to who goes. Mm. Um, you know, Harms and Nibbler Had good um, games, yeah. are usually in that revolving door, but they both played well. Um, well, there you go. Well, Wagner, do you, I don't know. Yeah, how do you pick teams? Do you pick it on... Uh, you know, if they had a good game, no, sorry, we can't, we can't drop them. Or do you say, well, you had a great game, but... Um, you know, Salem is your first 22 picked, so he gets to come back in. And sorry, Harmsy or Nibbler or whoever, Melksham, you've got to go back to the twos. Um, yeah. I, it's a good conundrum to have. It we is. haven't had Look, that I'm, I'm just time. looking at the list here of yeah. those names of, as to who might go out. And others have, uh, on the Demon Land thread anyway, um, discussing changes of uh, OMAC. Um, Oscar's name has been mentioned as well, but Collingwood don't have. Um, well, we need. An don't we need tall? tall... Oh, I just saw for solo. Um, yep, for solo. Is, is the, so maybe, uh, yeah. So that's another. But they've got Darcy Moore. Um, and maybe we'll talk about this a bit later on. Um, 
because there's still a few players I want to sort of uh, talk about before we go. But yeah, it's a good uh, problem to have, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, uh, Demon has just uh, has just um, posted in the chat room that he says uh, T Mac and O Mac should both be sort of swingmen, um, and that uh, Oscar um, and I think Rusey might have brought this up. Oscar played some of his junior footy um, in the forward line. So uh, maybe he could be trialled forward because um, his brother is uh, certainly not a centre-half forward. I yes. think we've... Well, we talked about that. I think we've, uh, we've learned that by now. Well, we talked about that last week. Uh, in the Adelaide game, we needed to move some things around and he put T-Mac into the forward line and it worked, Okay. And I always think that's sort of a, a plan B move to, to move him into the forward line when you need to sort of mix things up and change some things because you know, plan A is not working. Uh, we saw in the North Melbourne game, he was moved into the forward line for plan A. And I don't think he's a plan A player because he's not a natural forward. So team, and, and I think, did they start him in the forward line again this week? I think they yes. may have. So yes. I, I, I don't like that move. It, it doesn't sit well with me. I'm happy for them to, you know, put him in there later in the game if things aren't working or after half time um, to mix things up or OMAC. But I, I don't want to see T Mac start there now. I would prefer them play T Mac in the ruck while um, yep. Gorney's not there and play Peterson in the forward line because he's a natural forward. Uh, but I don't want to see T Mac as, as, as a forward. I'd prefer him in the back line or in the ruck. It'd be interesting to see. A lot of people are saying Watts is battered and bruised and tired from having uh, done the ruck, you know, carried the ruck duties. And it'd be interesting to see time, uh, Watts's time in the ruck, percentage of time in the ruck with Gorn playing as opposed to percentage of time in the ruck when Peterson's mm. playing. I've, there's no doubt he does more rucking when it's when he's sharing with Peterson. Yeah, but yeah. I just wonder overall whether it, it's a huge difference because at the start of the year Peterson wasn't in the equation, and Watts was always going to be the backup yeah. to to Max, so he was always going to be doing a certain amount of rucking. So it would just be interesting to see, yeah, comparison of of how much time he spent yeah. in there. Um, when Gorn's there and when Peterson's there. Look, having not look, having not seen any <laughs> indication of how much time is spent, just going by memory and you know, just just a gut feel. It seems like he was coming on with Gorney last five minutes of the quarter thereabouts, and with Peterson, it's probably sort of well, it's not fifty-fifty, but maybe it's seventy-thirty rather than a you know ninety-ten. Sort of thing with yep. Gorn, but that's saying that without having any stats in front of me, um, and I could be horribly, you know, wrong there. But um, yeah, I think he'll he'll, you know, the break now will be the best thing for him, as it will probably be for Petraka. I think Petraka. I think he, he, I don't know if he's carrying a little bit of a niggle with yeah. Or I whatever, think it's perfect timing for yeah, Petraka. Yeah, because um, he seems to be uh, quite rapidly deflating. Yeah. I agree. Um, uh, Hibbard, once again, fantastic game off the halfback. It, it has to be the best pickup, um, you know, I would say. Great, definitely uh, best, great recruit. Be, best recruit we picked up this this year, and that's even with a guy like um, Lewis, who had a lot of credentials coming onto the into the team. Uh, but I would say that Hibbard, across the AFL, 
um, is probably the best pickup that any club got from another he's club. He's going all right. There's no doubt about that. I think he's, uh, as he might have got coaches' votes in many of the games or the majority of them certainly been among the best every week. So, um, And even in the uh, Demonland Player of the Year, have it, you know, he's... Uh, he's Knocking he's on the door up, of, uh, yeah. of Clayton Oliver, um, you know, who continues again to have another outstanding game, and um, you know, he's, he's uh, come Brownlow night. Uh, look, I don't think he, he'll be able to win it because I, I don't think we're going to win enough games for him to do it. When you have got a guy like Sloan, who's going to have a lot more wins, uh, but he's going to be up there, and um, credit to him. Uh, he was super again the other day. That's for sure. Yeah. Back to his uh, very, very best. So now, uh, men- yeah, I mentioned uh, uh, Jordan Lewis. Now he really had a, a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde type of a game because I thought he was. Um, he had a nightmare first half. He almost looked disinterested at times. There was one time running through the centre that he didn't even appear to even chase. And at the time, I thought maybe because it's hot there or whatever, but then I found out that it's really not, um, you know, the weather's not really a factor. But he just, I don't know, he looked disinterested uh, for a bit. And, uh, you know, thank God that that sort of changed in the second half. And I think he even, did he factor into the coaches' votes um, this week, I think? Uh, did he? I wouldn't have. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe, um, I'm, maybe I'm making. He did. Up. Oh, I think he might have got one. Yeah, I posted something about the uh, coaches' vote, so I'm just uh, jumping on that thread as we speak. I don't know how he uh, didn't deserve one. He got four, so maybe one of the coaches gave him four, or maybe he got a couple from each coach. Um, Surely it wasn't good one. Maybe gave uh, he gave him four votes, uh, but even you know that's a. Impartial yeah. person, but uh, maybe I thought he, was... he had a horror first half. Mm. Oh, absolutely! Uh, um, turning the ball over, and uh, yeah, but um, like the rest of the team was, uh, you know, as, as you say, Jekyll and Hyde. The second half was uh, was totally different. Uh, someone who posted afterwards, P Man, uh, posted that uh, also one coach gave Lewis uh, four and the other gave him none. So it doesn't say which coach gave him, but no, I don't, don't I do not think that um, Goodwin would have given him four votes based on the first half. You wouldn't think he would reward the first half with four votes. No, it's. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because. The coach, the coaches have to judge opposition players when, you know, probably, well, well they're just not watching a, them. a certain percentage of their focus is obviously on their own players. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, opposition analysis and tactics are all sort of important, but you don't really get to um, to properly evaluate the opposition players. So. Um, Perhaps not as much thought is put into that side of the equation as coaches do when they're when they're sort of judging their own players. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's interesting though. Like it's a it's a you know if you win the coaches award um, or you're polling well, then it's it's a I reckon it's a it's a high honour. Um, arguably, sort of a you know. Arguably a higher honour than, than than the umpires judging. Well, um, it all depends on how much thought they put into it. Obviously, they know they've got to give votes, but do you think they're sitting there during the game thinking, "Oh, well"? No, I don't think it's a, it's it's not a matter of yeah. um, putting much time into the voting, but 
um, it'll be done quickly, but it'll be done informed by all the thinking that's gone into every player. So, you know, when they're, let's say they name three, um, three Melbourne players get votes, you know, you know that it's sort of, it's coming, it's come from a reason rather than just, oh, we've got to fill these votes in, you know, let's give Salem some today and Jaden Hunt, you know, he hasn't got for three weeks, so yeah, let's yeah. give him one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, when they're judging, when you're judging your own players, it's informed by all that, um, all that opinion of, of their performance. So, yeah, I think it's a, I, I think it's, um, has value, um, uh, in terms of sort of what the coaches are actually thinking about their own players, at least, if not opposition players. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so we've uh, we've pretty much discussed uh, sort of individual performances um, of most of the team. Uh, we've discussed our first quarters, our uh, our terrible first quarters, and really, that's it's got to start improving. You know, we can't. You know, I'm still waiting for that four quarter game. I'll, I'll even take three quarters at the at the moment. Um, Actually, no, because the we played three quarters against Fremantle and lost. So no, mm. I won't take three quarters. I'll well, I think as I said, look, it's it's eight games where we've been down, and our record is five and three. Mm-hmm. So we won against St Kilda, Carlton, Essendon, Adelaide, and Gold Coast mm-hmm. down in all those games by I think at least four goals or three and a half goals, and then lost to Frio, Hawthorne, and North. Um, uh, not able to get over the line despite comebacks in all three of those games. So um, it's I reckon it's a it's a good stat because when you know you talk about building culture and self belief and self confidence, um, it's great to know that you can be four and a half goals down, and the players have obviously got the confidence and self belief to know that they can come back. Um, we've seen them do it virtually every week of the season, so yeah, I, I mean, think that uh, bodes well for the future. And when you're in, uh, when we're up against it in the future, you know, gets three quarter time in a really important game, and we're, you know, we're 19 points down. The players are going to have self belief yeah. that they can do it because they've done it, you know, 20 times before. Yeah, and we've so, we've shown that we can kick seven, eight, nine goals. We, I think we kicked nine in the last quarter, did we not, uh, this week? Um, yep. Uh, yep. So we've shown that we can do that, but, uh, you know, will we be able to do that in a final against good opposition? Um, you know, I don't want to be in that position, but it's good to know that we can uh, come back and the players know mentally that they can come back. Uh, well, because you're going to have days when you're down and out and... Uh, where you have to sort of win ugly or win in just a quarter of footy and we can do it or we get into the stage where um, we're going to be doing it more and more. So um, it's not all negative. Look, you'd rather not have to play catch-up footy ever, but um, uh, we're going all right doing it yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, we definitely are. Now we're at the midway, pretty much midway point of the season. Um, I thought I'd put a poll on the site this week to sort of get a gauge of, uh, you know, how, how people think we're doing. And I, I sort of, I made sort of, well, I split up at least two, the first two questions. And the first one being, um, you know, prior to the season starting, would you have been happy with five and five 
going into the buy. And that's where you know, I'm talking about, you know, when we got the... Um, when we got the fixture at the beginning of the year or the end of last year and you sort of had a look at what we've got, uh, would you be happy with five and five um, now? And that's not, not taking into account uh, anything that we know has happened this year with players being injured and all that, but purely from a looking at the uh, thing uh, and thinking, yeah, we can beat that team, we can't beat that team, yeah, I'll be happy with whatever. You, personally, uh, five and five uh, prior to the season, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, look, I probably would have taken it. I'm not one of those people when the fixture comes out, I sit down and I don't do the ladder predictors and I don't really have expectations of we'll win this one and lose that one Mm -hmm. um, because you're always going to drop ones that you've put in the bag or put in the bank um, and you'll pick up ones that you never expected to along the way. And obviously that's happened. Yeah, like um, it like, happens every season, of like, course. But like Adelaide and Frio this year, you you might yep. have put Frio down for a win, and, and yeah, exactly. Um, so um, look, I did think we were going to be a middle type side, either bottom of the eight or sort of um, you know um, thereabouts, a, a game or two out, like last year. Um, so. I'm sort of expecting a middle-of-the-road type result, and 5-5 five and five is that, I guess. So um, I still think what I thought at the beginning of the year, which is we'll be very close, you know. There'll be a game or, or so in it. Thankfully, our percentage is very good for the moment. Mm-hmm. We're winning uh, well. And not and losing Not badly. losing by a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look, that's... Proving to be, it could prove to be well, that's really a, important. It's go, that's going to be like in a, an even in an even year. That's going to be like having an extra game in your belt. Uh, if it's you know a few teams vying for that final or final two spots, that's going to be that's going to be like yeah. An extra so they want to sustain that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So that's been really good so far because uh, for the most part, when we have won, we've we've won well, um, and most of the losses have been pretty close. So. Um, to answer the question, yes, I would have taken five and okay. five. Okay, so uh, if anyone else wants to uh, weigh in and tell us what they thought, uh, you know, about uh, about us prior to the season and so far this season, give us a call, 03 9016-3666 or Skype us on Demonland31. And um, our next question, oh, so scientific results uh, from this survey. Um, yep. So at the moment we had uh, 205 people voted and 148, which is uh, 70, 73.27%, said no, they would not be happy um, with that everybody, prior to the season. Because everybody looked at the season at the start of the year and said, we had an if we don't one. play finals, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. And five and five obviously doesn't, you know, we're thereabouts, but um, by no means assured. Mm. And I've, I've never subscribed to that theory this year. Um that finals, it's either finals or bust. Um, we're such a young side and people forget that and they say, I'm sick of excuses um, and I'm sick of hearing that we're a young side and it's that's just fact and it's not connected in any way to the young side that we had seven years ago when Jack Trengove and Jack Watts and Tom Scully were at the club. It's just, it's a fact of life and... 
um, yeah, unfortunately, it's our fourth or fifth or tenth rebuild, and we're in the, you know, we're in sort of year four of it, I guess. We had yeah. three with Rusey, and I think, uh, yeah, I think many people just sort of saw it as a, or see it as a finals or bust year. So, and that's why that's why you get that percentage. Yeah, so fifty-four people of the two hundred and five, and that was twenty-six point seven three percent were are happy with that, or would have been happy with that uh, prior to the season. Now, the second question was, you know, sort of, you know, given how the season has panned out, we've had all the injuries that we've had that's you know been well documented. Now, knowing all that, are you happy with the five and five at the bye? And now <laughs> things almost reversed. Uh, not quite. It's almost 50-50. We had 104, which is 51%, saying yes, they are happy with it. And 98 people, which is 48%, saying no, they're not happy with it. So I guess there's a well, few Because there's a lot to take in, isn't there? Yeah. You know? Well, there's two ways you can look at it. You say, well, we've had the injuries, so yes, I am happy with that. But then there's a way of looking at saying, well, we've had the injuries, so no, I'm not happy with that. Because if we had those players, then, mm. you yeah. know, but then the question is, you know, how it has panned out. So considering we have those injuries, are you happy with that? Yeah, uh, I think we, I, I, I'm way. happy on that one. I think mm. we've done really well. Yeah, um, we've got a young team. We're missing structurally too, as well as just you know, for what they offer um, in Jesse and uh, and Max, and they're big losses. But it's it's not just the Jesse and Max because you you play Max in there and then you free up, um, you know, Peterson and Watts. Watts. You, yeah. it's, it's important to the, because it just means that what because Peterson will be that guy who will go into the ruck for the last five minutes, freeing up Jack Watts not to have to go into the ruck and have his body battered, have him tired, have him running all over the ground. Um, so that's important as well, that Jack Watts stays, you know, in goal. So, um, you know, it's sort of having Max in sort of changes a couple of positions around, you know. It, it, well, it changes everything. It changes so. everything, so... Yeah, plus it gives you a, a you know Max runs or takes marks all over the ground and um, you know look Peterson sort of was still I think the great thing about Peterson is even though he's playing ruck he's still kicking goals he's taking marks in the middle of the ground and he took a few sort of in the middle running in into the forward line and yeah I'm, I'm wrapped with Peterson this year I've got a lot, lot of love for him yep yep so our third question was you know. Will we make the finals? So going into that, uh, you know, into the home stretch, um, will we make the finals? And yeah, fifty, fifty three, fifty three point nine six. So 54% say yes. That's 109 out of 205. And uh, 48, um, no, what have we got? 46. 48% uh, say no. Say, say no. So, uh, about, you know, it's half, half and half. So, um Yep, that's uh, that's where we at. So that's the report card. So you would say where most people think we're a bit of a, just a pass at the moment. Uh, Do you think we're going to make finals? Um, I think we can. I've said I think on our day we can beat any team, and that's any team we can beat. But also, I we we can lose to any team. Mm, you're sort of avoiding the question there. Do you I, think I, we will I, play finals? 
I think we can. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. I think. Uh, look, I don't know because I know we can beat the teams like the Bulldogs, but we could lose to Collingwood. Um, I know we can, you know. Uh, but that's not just a Melbourne issue. The whole competition's like that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think we can go to West Coast and we can knock them off, but we could play Brisbane. Look, it's true. The the, um, difference between our best and our worst is still – that gap is still too big. But the whole competition's up and down. Yeah. From game to game and within games, we're seeing heaps of comebacks, not just in Melbourne games, but in – across the competition. So um, it's hard to call that finals – yeah, to to make a call on that finals question because yeah, it's just hard to hard to call at this stage yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's hard for me too. I just I just can't because I know we could we can we can beat the Eagles over there. I know we could go over there and pull off a miraculous victory. We could go to Brisbane the next week and lose to them. <laughs> I think we will, but we can. We've got you know that first half against the Suns. I uh, you know I was ready to get the razor blades out like you know mm. so uh yeah anyway that's uh that's our that's our poll for the week uh um that but uh some going into some good news um jesse returned to the club today and um i think that's a good thing but it's still up in the air about when he actually will return to playing um I'm pretty sure the club's not putting any pressure on him. Um, I'm sure they'll leave it up to him to see when he feels ready to uh, to get back on the field. Um, yeah, Destroy All made an interesting point in the Jesse Hogan's return thread mm-hmm. that he's come back just before the break. Yes. And if he wasn't thinking about playing on Queen's birthday, why would he come back now when they're just about to go on the break? Um I suppose the other possibility is he wants to re- – well, maybe you don't get this with the break, but he wants to return to the structure and routine of his job, which is football, and, you know, maybe that environment gives him something that that he perhaps needs at the moment in his sort of mental and physical recovery Um just uh, you know, it could be uh, it could just be the hanging around the club and the mates that he's got at the club, which he might find preferable to being back at home in Perth. I don't know. We can only speculate, can't we? We don't really know. Were, were they and, were they making the leap that because he's coming back for those few days when he could have just taken a few extra days? Are they yeah, making the inference yep. that that means he's going to play Queen's Birthday? Yeah, or that he's trying to be fit for Queen's Birthday. Um, it's it's really look. It's hard to know. We and we, you know, there's almost no point really speculating because we don't know how he's going physically, um, you know, or emotionally. So yeah. whether he needs whether he's ready to go right now or needs a few more weeks. But um, I know you had. Uh, I think you posted the picture up, which was a 
spill from video footage where, as you said, he looked like he'd, uh, <laughs> he was running away from a current affair. Yeah, and well, that's I think it was some older Australians. I think it was the I think was, I think it was a, a, a mixture, and it wasn't anything against Jesse. It was just the the picture that the media had put up there. It was a few things. It was the grainy footage that sort of uh, it was sort of that uh, taking the footage from you know afar type of thing. And having that watermark splashed on it just looked like yeah, one of those are current affairs right. stories uh, that they put up. But um, no, it was a good call. But look, it's hard not to feel um, well to just feel sorry for Jesse. Yeah. Not sorry for him. Well, he wouldn't want to. But but he face doesn't. The media. We, we've heard players say that he's not that comfortable in the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. He tends to be more introverted than sort of an you know an extrovert. Yeah. Some players are at home in front of the cameras. He's not really one of those, I don't think. No. And he's had all this stuff to deal with. Yeah, he's a um, So, you know, uh, you're talking about a young kid who's then faces sort of cameras as soon as he steps off the plane, and that just adds, you know, um, you know, it just makes things sort of more uncomfortable for him, I suppose. So um, it's hard not to feel for him at the moment. With, uh, with what he's had to deal with the past couple of months. And, uh, look, the press will be ringing the club every day. Uh, everyone will want the story. Um, you know, Jesse to open up about his cancer fight, and um, I'm sure the club will protect him um, as they need to do so that, um, so that he's not exposed to, you know, uh, anything more than he needs to be exposed to on that front. So... Um, uh, I'm sure the club will do the right thing in that regard. Oh, yeah, the club's been sort of fantastic with sort of handling... I, I mean off the field yeah. as well as yeah. on the field. Obviously, yeah. they're not going to rush him either. But, um, yeah, I think he probably just needs a bit of insulation from the from the glare of it all um, because they'll be, you know, they'll be gunning for him at training. Um, uh, he's obviously a big story. So, yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. Um, so that's yeah, that's Jesse. Um, look, if, uh, I think look if he comes in, who goes out then? Again, another great problem to have. Um, yeah, but if he's ready, then yeah, you play him. Um, if he's not, I'm happy for him to come back the next week against the Dogs and possibly Gorn joining him. Um, yeah, it would be a nice double, wouldn't it? Mm, it would be. Um, yeah, I don't know who you, who you drop. It's uh, it's it's a. I wouldn't want to be one of the selectors because there's uh, lots of variables. So I guess it depends on matchups with defence and you know whether you drop. Uh, I don't even know whether Omac gets dropped. Or... Well, see, people can't envisage Peterson being dropped now. Because he's done so well in his role, but his head would be on the chopping block. I would want to play him. I think he's a good asset I'm up forward. I'm talking about when Max is back. Uh, uh, yeah, even with Max back, I like him at centre forward. Yes, I know you're a big fan. I'm a fan too. I'm not a critic. I'm, I'm yeah, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, this. This is the but... problem we've been waiting to have to to have selection problems. And, and uh, yeah, uh, George on the outer has said, what about uh, Spencer being available for yep. Queen's birthday as well? I, I don't know. That depends whether he needs uh, to have a run in the twos before that. But, you know, that's match-up. 
I know. How long has it been? Four well, weeks, I think. Is Casey playing this week? Five weeks. Uh, but I don't even know if, he's ava- if Spence I is available. I think Casey are playing Coburg mm. from memory. And I don't yes. even know if Spencer's ready this week to play Rezis, but yeah, do you play? Because they've got, who have they got in the rucks? They've got Grundy who can take marks around the ground. So you really, you really need, you know, I was just watching a bit of their game against uh, Brisbane. I saw him take a few marks around the ground. Yeah, you know? I think he's been in good form. Yeah, so, you know, you don't want, you know, I remember last year when they <laughs> decided to play 15 Ruckman against Max Gorn. Well, <laughs> uh, yep. that was their whole, uh, that was their way of taking apart Max Gorn, and Max Gorn took them apart, I think, kicked three goals as well as uh, destroying them in the ruck. Um, well, it's most likely Max isn't going to play, so... Hmm. Do you bring Spencer yeah, Spencer in? might get one shot before Max is back. Because they've got some talls. Who, who have they got? Uh, doesn't, uh, that that uh, American's not playing with them at the moment, so... You know, who have they got? They've got... Yeah, Cox, but they've got uh, Darcy Moore. We said before, Fasolo won't play. Yeah, although Fasolo is more of a medium. Yeah, he's a medium. But, um, uh, but, uh, I would love Jesse to be in and but, play on Dunny. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I suppose, uh, well, who's Jeremy Howe going to go to? Mm. Um, so... Yeah, Dunny, they both played on the weekend. Yeah, they? yeah, Dunny I, saw, played. I yeah. saw them at one stage quite close together, and I was like, I know those two guys. So, oddly enough, the Blues Brothers was on the other night, put the band <laughs> back together, so um, fitting uh, fitting and timely. Do, do you Were you in the match day thread on the weekend? Yeah, I was. During, uh, during uh, the game? Yeah, I was. It's, it was moving very quickly, so I don't know if I read every... <laughs> Every post because there are some people. There is. I've almost got a list of them now. There are some people who are only ever around during the bad times, <laughs> and I'm what talking you... about game day threads yep. and also the rest of the board. And they only ever pop up after a loss. <laughs> you don't ever see them celebrating a win. Yeah. You know, in the post match discussion. Yeah. And I could name names, but I won't. Um. And one of them I'm thinking of is in the game day threads, um, you know, calling for every player to be (laughs) executed, basically. (laughs) And another one who only ever pops up when things are going bad um, and sort of starts threads, you know, about how disappointed he or she is with the world and how Melbourne, you know, is the root of all evil. So, yeah. Shame on those posters because that is poor form. You should be here for the uh, for the highs as well as the lows. It's not good enough just to take pot shots at the club and the players um, when things are going bad. You should be uh, singing the song um, in the circle with the rest of us when we win. <laughs> yes. Now, I was going to say you do realise there is an ignore feature on Demon Land, but then I remembered that you are a moderator and you should have to read every post <laughs> that is posted uh, so that you can uh, weed out um, any of That's the right. uh, illegal right. stuff, you know, not not necessarily uh, posts you don't agree with, but stuff that uh, sort of crosses the line. So, sorry, you cannot uh, ignore <laughs> right, any, any posters. You. you have to... Um, 
You have to read every post, unfortunately, and um, yes. But yeah, that look, <laughs> you're going to get that, particularly when we when we play interstate, uh, and someone is, and most of us or all of us are watching on TV. Um, yeah, because we're not sitting in the crowd. Yeah, and so can't, can't scream. We've dis- <laughs> yeah, that's that as well. But uh, uh, well, I don't know. I scream. <laughs> My kids yeah, and wife true. look at me funny. But you know, when we're at the game. I've, I'm never on the game day thread. I'm not reading anything. Sometimes I might have a look at quarter time, half time um, on the train on the way home. But um, when I'm at home and sitting on the couch, I find it easier to sort of do that. And I don't know why, because I've still got to keep my eyes on the screen. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm at home watching by myself and I can be antisocial. Um, I don't know. Uh, you don't. I know you don't look at the game I, day I do thread it, when you're at the game. I do it quarter and half and three quarter but time. Not, but not doing. I can't. Anything. Be, um, uh, I can't believe like people post a lot, and I can't understand how they're watching the game and posting at the same time. Is this when um, you're on TV or when you're at the game? When they're at the game? Uh, well, or both. Uh, both, I guess. Um, I find it easier to do when I'm watching TV because I can sort of do that. I can multitask. No, I mean, reading's like one I, thing I or can't keeping your do... eye on it. But if you're posting every 10 seconds, you, how can you watch the play? You've got to post. <laughs> so I've sort of, yeah. Um, There's also the flood control, which uh, I don't think allows you to post every once a minute. You can only post. So. <laughs> that's right. Somebody raised that. And isn't there also you're only allowed to like a certain number of posts in a day? Oh, is there? I think that's. Yes, I think it's I think the. A, I think there's a natural cap on. Yeah, that there in is. The a, I know there's forum a, software. I know there's a setting that I can actually change that. But do you know what it is? And do you feel? And maybe someone can ring in or even uh, post it in the chat. And just for those listening to this podcast later, um, we do go live every Wednesday at eight thirty, and you can join us in the chat um, at demonland.com/podcast. We have a live chat that's only open while we're doing the podcast, and you can chat to us, and you know you can answer questions or ask questions and whatever but i want to know and i'll mike i can probably have a look on the back end but there there you've you've raised a point that the you can only like so many and i think that's there so that you can't just like a million <laughs> posts but if it's only like five or ten does it need to be more i don't know uh, i'll tell you it was dr gonzo that raised it um, so he must have reached the limit one day. <laughs> and said you can and, no longer like a post. And then I think he asked, and I thought Nasha might have gotten back to him and said that there was a certain Th- limit. There is, I know there is a limit. I've, I've seen the... Oh, uh, and Destroyal has just posted that Nasha changed... Oh, he did uh, change it. ...changed yeah. the settings, and it's unlimited. Oh, he didn't so, ask me that. Maybe that'll put strain on the server because too many people are... Um, too many likes... Yes, let could me have a say, look. Could take us offline. Yeah, I, I, I doubt that. But I know that it's actually um, changing. Uh, with the new, There's new software that's going to be coming out. It won't look terribly different. It's not a huge, big change to the current software, but um, there's a whole new, whole lo- liking system. And I know you're not on Facebook, but many of us are on Facebook, and Facebook has now more than just likes. You can like, you can be sad, you can be angry, Um so they're going to have a few more different reactions you can do to posts. That's what I've seen from the, the notes about it. Um, what we need, and uh, it's just been uh, deployed by Rafiki in the chat room, mm-hmm. is we need a Simon Goodwin um, uh, emoji 
Um, we've still got Rusey, and the Rusey one uh, should stay because it's uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a good one, the Rusey one. Yeah. But um, I've got actually a couple of good picks of um, of Goody. I might send them to you, and maybe we can get a uh, we can get a, a Simon Goodwin. Uh, are you sure we don't have one? I'm positive we did. Go no, to the emoji. We've emojis. got a. I'm we've positive. Ah. I'm sure I put in two more. We've got a PJ one. Yeah, if you look in the Motocons now, um, I think in the th- like the one in the chat room, it's only got those two. But I'm sure I put Goodwin and and Marnie in as well. I'll have uh, to look that up. I, I, I might just jump over to a thread. <laughs> it's pretty compelling uh, listening at the moment. The emojis. All right. No, it's categories. not. Categories. Right. Yeah, it's, you're right. But I'm sure I did it at one stage. So anyway, Oh, there they are. They yes. Are? Where do you see them? Uh, they're right at the bottom. So you've got to open up. Um, under, there's a little button that says categories. Yeah. And you do emoticons. Yeah. There's a little 23 oh, next to open up. that up okay. and then down the bottom. Well, that sort of makes it hard if you can't find I don't know why. Um yeah, I'll have a look into that. But <laughs> that's something we can do at another time. Um, but yeah, in terms of reputation, there's the like button, and there's other things. I'm just having a look at the system. There's um, there's there's other ways you can do it. You can just have the like button, and people can like it. But it, there's also another thing, a reputation thing. So you can either up, you can either do an up or a down for posts and that sort of gives a reputation level for people so just say i like your post by giving it an up arrow and like another post of yours and someone else likes it you your points go up but then if someone dislikes something you say and then another person dislikes so it, what do you get rated like a, you can be a buyer posi- on amazon yeah or- you can be put in the positive or negative and i think we had that on years ago uh, for a while, but then certain posters were getting too many negatives, and it's sort of, you know, you can't hurt people's feelings. Yeah, well, you know, it's getting too complicated. Yeah, really. And it just uh, meant that you could see a person on their thing if you know they had negative fifty, you would know to ignore their <laughs> their opinions because no one likes their opinions. But I thought that might be a little bit mean, and we'll just keep it to the likes. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> So, yep. So, Goody and uh, and Josh there. Yeah, I, I might have to fix that up so that they, they come up. You don't have to go hunting for them. Um, but, yeah, it would be... Uh, but they're just uh, extra sort of forum things that uh, I can fix up at another time. Um, you sent me a link to the membership thread. Um, what in particular did you want to discuss about that? Uh, something about the numbers... Uh, some great doing? numbers, actually, that show, um, and I'm just going to call it up now. Um, it was the average attendance of every side's home and away matches uh, in um, 2017. Yes, and we're uh, well, we're averaging just under uh, just under 40,000 at our home games. Yep. So uh, Essendon are on top of the table at uh, at just about 54. Richmond at 50,000. Collingwood at 49, Carlton uh, in fourth spot at 44,000, and yep. then Melbourne at 39,500. So, so we're just fifth on the table. We're just outside the big four um, 
you know, yep. and they're traditionally they're the teams that always play each other twice because they're the big four, and they, you know, the AFL loves those four teams because that look, uh, <laughs> you know, the stats don't lie. They bring in uh, the most people to games, bums on seats. So to be fifth there is a good thing. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, factors in it too. Um, one is that it includes Alice. Um, yep. where 5, we had a crowd people. of 5,000. 5, I mean, that would so have... So that needs to sort of factor in, but also... We would have um, had, would have had at the G, we would have had at least, you know, who we play, the Suns, we would have had 20, 25. At least 25. Yeah. So, um, but then we've also, we've played four of those top six teams. Mm-hmm. So that bumps things up a bit. So we played Essendon, we played Richmond... Uh, and we've played Carlton and Hawthorne, so it's only Collingwood that we're missing their next cab off the rank. So we have played the higher drawing teams already. But Carlton didn't have a huge crowd. I no, can't Carlton remember. was only 30. Yep. And Hawthorne was uh, 35 or something. Yep, and Essendon was at um, Eddie Had. Yeah, so Essendon had 44, 44, I think. Okay, yeah, and we had and that Richmond massive was, one, uh, 85. was 85. So... Um, and and just incidentally, Richmond Essendon uh, the other night also had eighty five. So we yep. sort of matched up with uh, with the two big and look, teams. Yeah, and those clubs have also played each other. So Carlton Richmond started yes. the season. Yeah. Carlton and Collingwood have played, and sure, uh, Richmond, Collingwood yeah. and Richmond have yeah. played. So as well as Collingwood and Essendon on Anzac Day. So yes. they've also played amongst themselves. So that's how you get those figures a little bit. But. Whichever way you carve it up, we're up the right end of the uh, yeah. ladder. And also Hawthorne have had a pretty dismal year, so their supporters, being as fickle as they are, have uh, yep. <laughs> not turning up to yep. matches. Um, but look, you know, the Bulldogs are premiers and they're averaging 2,000 less at their home games than yeah. we are. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're, you know, for a side that's five and five, mm-hmm. um, we're doing really well. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a good good thing to have because also that tells me that you know we have a we continue on have a pretty successful year this year, and it, we're going to be in contention for those Friday night games. And getting the Friday night games helps with memberships. It, no, not does help with membership, but it helps with sponsorships. Is the word I was looking for, um, and it just means you can get more bang for your buck for you can get more bucks actually not bang for your buck you can get more bucks um because you get more exposure and more exposure you know means biggest membership dollars and supporters in the end uh because you know you get a lot of friday night games you have a bit of success you have a wide huge audience you're going to start converting little kids over time yep Yep, that's all true. That's all definitely true. So, Yeah, those numbers, I hope the AFL are looking at the numbers. I'm sure they are because when they do their fixturing for next year, you know, some stats, stats like that um, are going to work yeah. in our favour. Although I think we go, we go all right in the current fixture. Um, you know, we've already got, well, we have this year, um, two of the highest drawing games of the year. Um, fixtures, I mean, so uh, Queen's Birthday and the Anzac Eve. So we can't really, yes, we don't have the Friday nights, so or we've got one, I think, this year, but um, we've still got those two huge days. Mm. So, what do you for think? A, for a club that's, you know, been where we were, um, we're sort of lucky to 
we're lucky we kept Queen's birthday through that through that sort of crisis period. Yeah, because yeah, we could have easily um, when we were being thrashed because we could have lost that. Um, now, what to, you... to any of those bigger clubs, um, and it's the good grace of Eddie that um, probably helped us along um, to maintain that fixture. And um, uh, with any luck, we'll get a big crowd um, in two weeks' time at Queen's birthday. I was going to ask you what what do you think we can expect? Uh, are Collingwood supporters going out to the games I'm assuming that a win for them this week will help well they played Frio this week where Um, let me look on my uh, phone I had the uh, fixture up uh, I'm not sure over there and Frio coming off a pretty big loss Um, yeah let's hope uh, maybe Collingwood win that one Uh, only I never know. I never know whether I want a team to win or lose before we play them, but obviously well, we will get more people. It's so even, so it's often two sides that are roughly in your zone. So Collingwood are just below us and Frio are just above us. Um, but I'd love to get uh, a big let, Let's say Collingwood have, a, Collingwood have a uh, play well on the weekend, hmm. then you could hope for 70-plus, yeah. I would have thought. And that would be great for our uh, bottom line. Um, yes, because I think the, gro- the break-even point is something like twenty-two and a half, or twenty-three, mm. or twenty-four thousand, or something, in terms of hosting a match at the MCG. So unless you hit that mark, you don't make a profit, and then you know above that is is all is all money in the bank. So um, yeah, it's the same. Um, you know, looking ahead to next year's fixture, Anzac Eve is always going to be early in the year, round four, five or six. Yep. So uh, it's our home fixture next year. Um, we benefited this year because Richmond were 5-0, um, and o, I think, when we played them, or 4-0. and o, um, And yep. it was their home game. What we want is them to start well next year <laughs> so that their members um, and supporters come to the Anzac Eve game, even though it's our home game. And what you want is an 80-plus thousand crowd next year. And then it kind of becomes not the fi- – the fixture's locked in. We don't have to worry about losing that one. But then it becomes sort of an 80,000-plus match each and every year yeah. because supporters just think, oh, that's the big game. We've got to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then – and, you know, then – it draws a massive crowd regardless of whether the two, where the two sides are on the ladder. And that's what you're ultimately aiming for, which is what Collingwood and Essendon have been able to do with Anzac Day. So, you know, if we can, if we can get it to that point for, for the night before for Anzac Eve, um, you know, the Collingwood one will always be healthy because Collingwood, you know, uh, Collingwood have uh, draw, draw what they draw. So, um, yeah, those two fixtures are important, crucial for the club. Yeah, yep, I agree. And I, I wouldn't mind us getting a couple of Friday night games next year as well to add to that because they're always big drawing games uh, Friday night. Yeah, um, generally. Not, yep. ju- not just uh, crowd-wise, but, uh, you know, eyes, for TV, eyes on TV the TV, audience. you know, um, and that's, you know, invaluable when you yep. know, every dollar for us counts. And if you can go to your sponsors and say, look, we're going to have, I mean, I'm sure all the clubs know what the figures are of the average watcher um, on a Friday night. Um, is So, 
Yeah, let's Rafiki, hope. Rafiki says we'll be at least 70,000 if the weather is all right. Well, that's always a factor as well, the weather. Um, and this time of year can be raining. It's funny because so. for the Richmond game, the forecast was actually for really bad weather. And yet we still got the 84,000. So yeah, that... it's funny once games get this vibe about them and then, bang, there's just that enormous crowd. Yeah. Um, so that was because the Richmond fans hadn't uh, microwaved their memberships yet, so they were able to make full use of them. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, so anything else to discuss? Um, I think we've uh, pretty much gone through uh, all of our um, hot topics for the week. Um, if anyone else wants to quickly call the show and give your two cents worth, uh, 0390163666 or Skype Demonland31. This is uh, your last chance. It'll be good to chat to some of our listeners. We know they're out there. We, we get the statistics every week on how many people are listening and there's it's numbers in the um, several hundred. Um, so it'd be nice. Uh, I know obviously some of those people download during yep. the week um, and don't listen live. So, but uh, there's also a decent um, audience listening live. So, and it, it's good uh, not just to feed off the chat in the chat room, but it'd be good to talk to some Demonland posters. And I know um, you're out there because we've I can see the live listener stats, and we it sort of it fluctuates as the as the show goes on, it goes up and down. But we've had consistently fifty to sixty listeners at a time live, which is great. And just going about our stats, um, you know, we're consistently getting about 500, 600 downloads a week, um, you know, and that includes the SoundCloud and iTunes uh, downloads. So, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty good stats for, for a, a podcast that has only had nine episodes. Ten, this is our tenth. Um, so, yeah, we're sort of happy with those numbers. But, uh, yeah, if you would like to give us a call... Um, Give us your opinions on uh, the upcoming game and in our report card in general this year. 03 9016366 or Skype Demonland31. Someone did ask in the chat room earlier in the night, yep. and we should make a mention of it. Alex Fasolo, yes, you've mentioned, might be missing in a couple of weeks' time. He's pulled out of this week's game against Fremantle, citing depression. Yep. Um, so he's obviously going through a rough trot at the moment and can't play footy. And uh, look, it gets it's getting brought up um, more and more often. Uh, that's for two reasons. One is more and more people are suffering it, but yeah. um, people are also a lot more comfortable uh, talking about it. The stigma of mental health um, is slowly being eroded. Yeah. So uh, someone has started a thread on Demonland and there's a few posts in there and just um, there is a, uh, a thread about it on the general board which is pinned to the top of the general board. So um, if people want to continue the conversation with other Demonlanders who've had that experience or um, other, uh, you know, other mental health issues, um, there's plenty of... Uh, um, Plenty of your fellow Demonlanders online um, who've all put their hand up and uh, have either suffered it or their partners have suffered it or, you know, family or friends. So um, for those um, who are posting in that thread, there is also one on the general board 
um, where that discussion, uh, I guess, is ongoing and there's links to resources and things like that in there. So for, um, uh, yeah, just thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah, it's definitely um, something that's, that needs discussion and needs to be out there for a wider audience. And, you know, I don't... Um, I don't. Uh, it takes courage. It ta- it, to, well, it's to put a, your hand up and say. Yeah, um, I was going to say it's not great that he has to go through what he's going through, but I think it is good that he's put his hand up and he's he's um, coming out there and um, you know letting it be known rather than sort of um, you know sweeping it under the carpet and and um, you know just um, you know giving some other excuse for his absence and it's you know it's good that it's out there in the spotlight. And the more people that can talk about it, the better. Yeah, and Mac 5, or Maxi, I think as he used to be, um, made made a very valid point in that thread that you wouldn't think it's someone like Fasolo and you don't, you don't ever really know. You can't tell from a person's exterior um, uh, or out of mood that, you know, that they might not be suffering on the inside. Fasolo doesn't look like the type of player that would and, to be honest, no one really ever looks like the type that's um, suffering de- from depression. So uh, it's, uh, I guess, just a reminder to, um, and we always urge posters, you know, to um, deal with each other um, uh, in a friendly and civil manner because you never really know what a person's going through um, in spite of what they might be saying or doing or how they're acting. So, um, yep. Yeah, no, exa- exactly. So um, I think on, on that note... Uh, you know, well, that's not a great note to finish on, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not. Uh, it's but... a bit of a downer. We should finish on some sort of positive, so... Um... Well, the positive is that um, we had a win this week. <laughs> and uh, you That know, should be enough, shouldn't it, I guess? That, that got me excited, Um you know, it, it, it's such a, it's such a different feeling. Uh, you know, having having a win than having the loss. Um, I, I must say, the last week I wasn't as bad as when we lost to Hawthorne. Um, as in, when we lost to the Kangaroos, I wasn't as upset when we lost to the Hawks. Um, but you know, these losses. Uh, and I think they, you know, when you when you're playing well and you lose, it's even harder than when you're getting, you know, obviously than when you're getting pumped, you know, week and week, week after week, you know, these losses, when you know you should win, they just make it that bit harder. So when you do win, like last week, it's a great feeling. Well, the board, um, the board would have gone into meltdown if we'd lost. I mean, the game day thread nearly exploded anyway. <laughs> Uh, just on what happened in the first half. So um, there's enough people already on tenter hooks. So thank God the boys got back into it because, um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, there would have just been widespread rioting and looting and anarchy um, had we had we uh, not come away with the four <laughs> points. So it, I think it, we should just be grateful. That, and um, not, ju- not just that, it would have changed the whole uh, landscape of our season, being four and six going into the bye. Um, make it very hard to, just, very hard to, to factor in September calculations oh, then, doesn't it? Almost no chance. I mean, they were talking about um, 
How many games of the, the Hawks and Sydney won? Are they both on four? They're both on four. They're both behind us. But they were sort of saying during the game towards the end, whoever loses, that's season over. And I guess, you know, Sydney on three wins, it's, uh, can't, you know, they're only two games out of the, uh, you know, two games out of the eight. But, yeah, it's a... It's the a Zach Jones conversation keeps happening. Yes, so well he got he got that's, suspended. That's one that won't go away. No, should he have got suspended? Well, they made a big deal out of the whole punching thing, so and then didn't do it, and then didn't follow through on it. So you're either making a stand or you're not. You know, um, I don't know. That it, it gives a mixed message. I guarantee you, someone punches someone in the gut this week, they're gone. <laughs> I don't think they, unless it's you know one of the AFL favourites. Yeah, it's a fine line, isn't yeah. it? You don't want players to be suspended for what Jones did. Mm. It was pretty innocuous, but yeah, he kind of. I think he probably put the MRP in a in a difficult position. It was sort of borderline, wasn't it? Just yeah. given the fact that it was coming in the week of the crackdown being announced and everything. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's one to watch. But so, what will you be doing? Um, yeah, well, what gonna... will you be doing on the week off? So, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I actually said to my wife, maybe we'll go away for the weekend. Like, you know, this is years one of those years that I, I can't really, um, you know, miss miss games. And I actually will have to miss my family's going in a couple of weeks. Early July, we're going away as a family holiday, the whole family, um, for 10 days. So I'm going to miss... So which, which game are you missing? Well, I've got to have a look at... Uh, let's look at the fixture because I'm going to miss... We should have fixtured... I, I don't know why I didn't get involved in the uh, organising of this because I would have <laughs> fixtured it around the, the bye. Uh, where's July? Oh, so we've still got a while um, to go... So I'm going to miss, um, well, I'm not going to miss the Friday night game, Sydney. I'm here for that. Um, but I'm going away that weekend. That's, uh, the, first, that's, uh, the, that's the first weekend in July, isn't it? First weekend in July. Um, so yeah. I miss the Carlton game. <laughs> um, and I yeah. miss, uh, I think I'm back then. We play Adelaide. So I think I'm back for that game. The Adelaide uh, game in Darwin, I believe. So yeah, right. I, I only miss one one game. Yep. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, but uh, I think I miss one game, but I will we'll somehow miss two of these uh, two of these uh, little podcasts unless I can figure out some way <laughs> to get us on the air. <laughs> I might yeah. be I might be able to. Um, to Skype into my computer here and connect you up, like remote, do it all remotely because I can, I can remote into my computer so I can get the stream started. But I've got to figure a way that if I can Skype into that computer and you Skype into that computer, if we can talk to each other, I might be able to do it. But <laughs> you might have to do all the talking about the game. <laughs> The well, let's, uh, let's see how we go. Actually, I'm actually, I've got a, a, 
a work event that I'll be going to in the first weekend of August. Yeah. And I just noted that that's uh, we play GWS at uh, Marnica that weekend, and I've got good form in the previous <laughs> uh, the previous two years when I've gone away on that weekend. We've won both times, although we've played two terrible games of football. One was uh, v Brisbane. Uh, two years ago and last year was the Gold Coast game when Jack Watts uh, kicked the winner and then it all took the um, took a game-saving mark and then kicked the sealer before uh, Gold Coast had a shot on the siren. So uh, if superstition and uh, all that continues, then we might be able to get a win over the Giants at Marnica, which would be good. Why are we playing them at Marnica? Well, they play uh, a couple uh, of games, uh, portion of their home games there. I don't know how many. What but, do they uh, get? Two thousand, two thousand people to that game. Actually, actually, Cam, Canberra probably has quite a few. Well, no, people they that get come more. Out. They probably get more, <laughs> more at um, Marnica than they do it in um, Greater in um, Western Sydney. Yeah, um, wouldn't be surprised. Well. Um, yeah, so we'll figure out uh, what we do in that, in that time. Um, Fiji, I believe, um, has the Australia network. I wonder if that's still going. I don't know if you've ever been to Southeast Asia and the Pacific. Star, you mean? Not Star. There's, in Asia, and I'm pretty sure it's also in Fiji, there's that. Oh, the ABC's Australian Network. Yeah, Australia. Mean? Yeah, that one. And they no, play I think footy. That's been defunded. No, but I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't know. No, you'll have to check oh, it out. I'll have to look into that. Um, Philippines still has a. Well, <laughs> I might have to duck over to the Philippines. But I'm hoping we go to Fiji. So I'm hoping that I can watch the game there. I should be able to get a few minutes away from. Uh, well, we're going with uh, my father, so he'll want to watch the footy. So, yeah, yep. I think we'll be able to to watch the game. But uh, yeah, as in doing the podcast, we'll have to um, we'll have to see the logistics of that. I, I might be able to pull it off, uh, but then I'm at the mercy of uh, a, uh, a hotel's Wi-Fi being probably inadequate to hold a conversation. But we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Well, it depends how badly you want it. I was in France and actually got in touch with the embassy yes. to find out if they knew where games were being shown, which they didn't. Oh, um, the, 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 watching the game's not a problem because I just remembered I can pay the 15 bucks for the month to have the, uh, app. the uh, app. But yep. then again, I'm at the mercy of Wi-Fi, <laughs> yep. bad Wi-Fi and, and getting a bad signal or whatever. So... Um, you know, I don't don't want to watch buffering for half the, half the game, uh, but yeah, I can get the game and yeah. So you you what? You were in France and you were. How did you get the game in the end? I ended up watching at a bar. Um, so the embassy was able to uh, direct you to a bar. Was this a grand final or was this just a regular home and away game? Um, no, it was the grand final. Okay. It was the grand final against Essendon. Oh, you you weren't here for that. I know, and I. Uh, I couldn't make it home. Um, I was actually away on a work um, a work trip at the time. Um, and, uh, well, look, the less said about all that, <laughs> well, the better. It's um, probably good you didn't When I look back on it now, I can't believe that I didn't go home for it, oh. even though in, in one sense it was sort of impossible. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that I didn't work out a way around it. 
in that I can't believe I allowed myself to be away at a potential premiership. Um, it would never happen now. Um, you know, I'd likely quit my job if I was forced <laughs> to choose between the two. But uh, it was a terrible day because uh, my girlfriend and I were the only Melbourne supporters in there. There was a room full of Bolton supporters. Oh. So uh, they were all drinking and happy and uh, um, obviously it was a miserable day for us. So as I said, the less, uh, the less said about it, the, be- uh, the better. But, yeah, you can get in touch with the embassy to find out. Okay. Um, and you won't be the uh, only person that's done that. I wonder how many people have uh, contacted the embassy in Fiji to find out where Melbourne is playing Carlton <laughs> for a home and away match. Well, I don't know about specifically that <laughs> game, but um, uh, I'm sure they've fielded uh, plenty of footy inquiries, no doubt. It's it's probably they've got a standard probably <laughs> response. It's on the, uh, the FAQ on their website. Uh, yep, yep. It should be in that... Um, that frequent travel or traveller smart <laughs> advice yes. that they offer. You should be able to look up each country and see what kind of uh, what kind of viewing they've got. The Australian so, government advises you not to travel to Beirut yes, because they you do not show... watch games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please do not travel to Iraq at this time until the uh, rights to uh, the Middle East have been... Uh, uh, they're still out. showing standard definition there. It's <laughs> not worth going. <laughs> So, anyway. I think on uh, that note, we're going to uh, play a rendition of the Grand Old Flag to uh, see us out of the show tonight. We won, so we're allowed to play the song. It's uh, bye week, so it's, uh, yeah, it's thrown us, thrown us out a bit, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I don't know, like, do we do a show next week? Do we not do a show? <laughs> I don't know. Do we do? I think we will do a show, but we'll, um, yeah, we, we we'll can, just we mix can. it up a bit. Well, I've, I'm, I want to try and get a guest, if we can, just even to speak to someone, because obviously we're not going to have um, anything to talk about a game in particular, so... Well, we've got a few irons in the fire on the guest front, so let's see who uh, yeah. let's see who gets back to us, and um, uh, I'm sure we can cobble together something of interest. If you or anyone you know uh, knows someone that we can talk to, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then we get in touch. To, you get in touch with us. Uh, you know where to find us. You can PM us on uh, on Demonland. Um, if you are listening to this show on the on the um, by downloading it either on iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, you can join us every Wednesday night. Um, today was a Tuesday, but we're usually on on a Wednesday night, eight thirty. Uh, we'll be back next week. Now I know you said it in jest mm-hmm. for people, you know, to get in touch if they ask. No, that's <laughs> also partly serious because there are um, there are brothers and sisters of players on the board. Oh, yeah. There are people I, whose grandparents played for the club. I'd like to speak to past players if uh, if anyone has a... Uh, we know that there are that. people who have acted in an official capacity um, at the club in previous years. So by all means, if you've got a story to tell, uh, we'd love to hear it. There's plenty of them out there, that's for sure. Do you reckon... Uh, remember the guy who used to uh, sit near us in the red seats? You know, the guy, I am healthy, whatever he used to say. Do you reckon he yep. can't be still alive now? <laughs> but we'll speak to him if, he's, if he wants to. to well, call it's him. a shame we lost the red seats because it was a great was concentration great. of supporters in there. 
Is there and any equivalent to the red seats? I know they've got the cheer squad that sits behind the goals, but um, there's this. I mean, there's where we sit. We we sit in a premium area, um, just because that's just how we roll. But um, <laughs> is there downstairs, like below us? Is there is that a Melbourne area? What? Well, it's all Melbourne from pretty much from the members across to yeah. the end of the cheer squad. Well, even beyond the end of the cheer squad, because the red legs. Uh, then sit sort of in that pocket half forward on the ground level on the, on the southern on the southern side. No, I think on up on two A, two and two A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty much from half forward at the Richmond end on the southern side, all the way around. Yeah, uh, to the northern wing is all one form of Melbourne membership or reserve seat yep. or another. I think below us um, and. Uh, um, just to tell listeners where we are, we're at about half forward on level yeah. two in the northern. Yeah, come um, visit I think us. Below us <laughs> <laughs> I think below us is, um, well, we're in, we're in uh, the, is it Tridents we're in? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's changed yes. so many times over the years, but I think it's Tridents. Yeah, Red Legs are in the southern stand. We're the Tridents. Further around from us are the Legends. And then I think below us is reserved seating. Yep. So I think that's uh, just MFC membership, and then you pay extra to get your MCG seat. Yep. So, but it's great because um, I love sitting on that northern side, and that's where the cameras and that's where the um, broadcast is done from on yeah. TV and radio, and so you can hear the Melbourne crowd on the call. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening on radio, there might only be thirty thousand at the G. But they're all sitting pretty much underneath the microphone, so <laughs> you, it's, sometimes it sounds like it's sixty thousand. Um, so we get a good representation of the Melbourne support in the broadcast, I reckon, just because of the the way it's um, our membership is sort of laid out over the G. So I love it when our sections filled and pretty much all the sections around to the end of that cheer squad are filled. So um, when everyone sort of goes up at the one time, it's great, isn't it? Oh. There's no better feeling in the world. Yeah, when you win, particularly when you're sort of coming from behind. <laughs> As I said, I don't like well, having to the go from Hawthorne, behind. Well, yeah. third quarter against Hawthorne is a great example where I think we kicked six or seven goals. Or yeah. And uh, the the excitement in the air was just um, was just fantastic. And and against North North as well when we got to within a couple of points, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean that's what you go to the footy for, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. feeling that you get when um, uh, when you're playing like that. So, um, give us more of that, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll and at the that. G, where we haven't been able to really produce well, it. So. That, that's another thing. We had another win away from the G. Yep. It's sort of uh, the the G is our nemesis at the moment that we have to overcome and. Well, two weeks' time, we get to... Uh, Can't win a premiership unless you know how to play the G. Exactly. And fine, because I, I imagine um, if we do make the finals, uh, particularly if we're not playing um, uh, if we're not playing interstate teams away, we're going to be playing most likely at the G. Um, like, even if we come up against the Bulldogs, where would they play that game? I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself now. They're not going to play in that a, at any In Etihad. a final? Yeah. They're not playing that at Etihad, are they? Um, Elimination no, final or no? Th- that's no. I think the only finals that get played at Eddie had are against interstate teams. Yeah, like if we come up against a Geelong 
or a Bulldogs or... Um, I'd all be at the G. Or an interstate team. All be at the G. But where it's our um, home game. Um, yeah, that's got to be at the G. Yeah, great. So we've got to learn to win at the G because uh, as much as I love Eddie had this year, um, yeah, um, we've got to start winning at the G. Yep. And on that note, let's uh, let's t- let's listen to uh, the David Bridie Grand Old Flag. Oh. Go days, go days. So yeah, we'll be back uh, Wednesday next week. It's a grand old Thanks for listening. Flag. Thank you, Great Bridie. It's an emblem for me and for you. Well, it's the emblem of the team we love, the team of the red and the blue. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue As we sing a song for you Should old acquaintance be forgot Keep your eye on the red and the blue Where the team play fine in the year 39 Where the team that no one can lick Find us there after the final bell with the spirit of 1926. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we friends sing this honor you. Should old acquaintance be forgot, 